Hello, hello, it's your favorite host, Jenny Bentley, and I'm back with another episode on Hey, Let's Talk About. So as the title of this episode says, I want to talk to you today about what I think it means to be on the right path in life. This episode, I feel, is a little bit more pertaining and valuable to the younger people who listen just because they're still figuring out what they want and what they want to do, where they want to go in life. And, you know, I think that this advice and my wisdom, my opinions that I've collected over my short time on earth could be helpful. But regardless of what age you are, I think that knowing if you're going in the right direction is a topic that everyone can listen to and try to pull from. So with that being said, let me get into that. The inspiration for this episode is definitely stems from my struggling with one of my classes that I'm taking. This semester, I'm taking lots of science courses because I want to be a neurosurgeon, a plastic surgeon, or an anesthesiologist. I go a little bit more into who I am in my introduction episode, so if you haven't watched that, I really do suggest you watch that because I do mention a lot about myself more particularly here than I would in other episodes. But as I was saying, this class has definitely given me a run for my money. Both the second level course, which I'm taking now, and the first level course. I can confidently say that this is the first class in my entire life that I've ever cried about. High school, things were difficult. Um, You know, I doubled up on science. Not a great idea, but I did. And But I never cried over it. It was tough. It was hard. But nothing has ever really gotten to me. I have a pretty high pain threshold, very high stress tolerance. So I I never really had that experience until I took that class last fall. And I remember realizing that I had to retake this class because our professor failed 70% of us. Yeah, 70%. We all had to retake it, and then I was stuck with her. Unfortunately, I got her again the next semester, but that's not the point of this. What I'm getting at is that this is one of the few times in my life that I have had my confidence shook significantly. And it made me question where exactly I was going and if I was truly cut out to be a doctor, if I could if I had what it took, if I was smart enough, because that's what, that's what failure does, I think, is it makes you kind of question everything you thought was true about yourself, and it's a hard pill to swallow in terms of feeling like you maybe aren't going in the right path, you're not doing what's best for you, and I am a type of person who has to have as much certainty in their life as possible I try to have as much as I can planned out as much as I can to know about something if there is a way for me to control something in my life I will try in this class oh my goodness the amount of times I felt like a failure and like I can't do anything or that I'm stupid and can't seem to learn and you know, I will go into class and the teacher might explain something and I understand it. And then as soon as I hit the homework or look at a problem, I'm completely lost again. And 
you feel so unintelligent and like you're not learning anything and you're thinking to yourself why can't i get this this should be simple or this should be going a lot smoother than it is and it wasn't and i think the hardest part was realizing that i was failing the class and i had to retake a class again in the spring even though i put in all the work See, someone who fails the class, if they never went to lecture, if they never did the homework, if they never looked at the tests before the exams, they failed the exams, then they do deserve the F. They do deserve the grade they got because that's the amount of effort that they put into the class, which is nothing. And I think that was also the hardest part about taking this class was I did do everything I could to succeed. I did do the homework. I did read the textbook. I did go to lecture. I did read the slides over. And yet, even though I put in all this work, I still failed. Which I think is worse because it's not like I wasn't being proactive. I was doing something to be better. And it wasn't enough. And so then you go into this deep spiral of realizing, oh my gosh, well, am I doing something wrong? Am I in the wrong field? Am I going into the wrong career? I would say that that was a very humbling experience and I really do try to reflect on everything that happens around me and to me and you know I made it through the fire I passed it in the spring now I'm taking the second level course and my first exam I got the worst grade of my life so ashamed to even speak it into existence and the funny thing is is that even though it was my lowest grade I've ever gotten in my entire academic career I wasn't as crushed as I was than I was last fall and I think it was because I already had that first experience that when it came again that I knew what to expect i couldn't the pain wasn't as bad the emotions weren't as high they weren't as intense and i think it's really crazy i remember thinking about how maybe i should have been a little bit more upset i remember talking to my therapist about it and she asked me how does it feel now versus like when it first happened and i handled it so well compared to how i might have handled it and i thought back to myself a year ago if I had gotten that same grade a year ago oh my gosh wow I I would have been hopeless I would have felt very 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 sad very discouraged very doubtful about myself and my ability to do science and continue on which is what a weed out class is supposed to do but I remember thinking especially you know, this is really hard. And I don't give up. I'm not the type of person to give up on things. So again, it was a lot. It was really tough. What brought me out of that stupor though, was to get back up again and to keep trying. Because even though I know that I deserved better, even though I know that I shouldn't have gotten the grade I got. 
the teacher, it was her fault, really. It was, truly, for the reason that she failed more than half of her students, pushing us all back a semester because it is a prerequisite. But I couldn't continue thinking, oh, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? Poor little me. I couldn't continue victimizing myself, making a little pity party because that pity party is not going to do anything for myself. What is going to do for myself is picking myself up after I wiped, after I cried all my tears and starting over again, trying again. And that's what I did. And I think that is why when I got that lowest test grade ever just last month or so, it didn't hit me as hard. And even though it was a really low grade, I couldn't help but feel proud of myself for the progress I have made in far, as far as my resilience and the level of growth that I have made in strength. I've really seen that change. And I was really proud to see how I was handling this. Because I can be my own worst enemy. I really can. I can get in my head and second question and beat myself up more than anyone else could ever do. I know myself more than I feel like other people do, but I also know how to hurt myself because that's how I think, I guess. So to say that I've made this progress is pretty significant. What also kept me going was knowing that I want to be a doctor, and I'll tell you why. I like to heal people. That's just what I want to do. And, you know, medical schools apparently say that you're not supposed to just say that. Well, it's a lot more than that for me. It's so much more. I'm adopted. And again, I go into this in my introduction a lot more. But I grew up with a sick mom. She had she has a chronic illness. So she has rheumatoid arthritis. And she had it ever since she had my older sister. That's about 30 years now. So growing up, seeing my mom in pain, it was really tough. I remember sometimes I'd be late at night and we'd be sitting in her bathroom I'm just sitting on her little powder room makeup chair and she's, you know, still getting ready to go to bed and washing her face or whatever. And I just remember she, I could remember nights when she'd just be kind of like crying or trying to keep it in or just being kind of frustrated, feeling like she had a tough day. And she would just be like, I can't do this anymore. It's so hard. I'm so tired. I feel like I'm at the end of the line. I feel like I'm out of rope. And even as a 10-year-old, you knew what it meant. And it broke my heart because I couldn't do anything. I'm not, I wasn't a doctor. I couldn't heal her. And even if I was, I still couldn't make her feel better. If you've ever seen your parents cry, it's kind of the same thing. But it's just so much worse. Because it's... This is permanent. This is part of her life. It's part of who she is now. So that's why I want to be able to be a doctor. 
And then I also know what I like to do. I hate office work. I could never do it. My sister does. She's an accountant. I could never do that. I hate office jobs. I could never sit at a desk, print, work on a computer. Ew. Like, no. I love to be walking around. Love meeting new people. And I like science. And again, like I said, I have a deep passion for caring for people. To heal. I want to be able to do that for people. You know, I I don't have to sit still when I'm a doctor. I never will. And knowing that the lifestyle that it provides me or the type of job, work style, and lifestyle provides is also good to know. So that's my advice for you is knowing this is how you can figure out if you're on the right path. Don't think about the major in specific. Now, a major is a subject that will be on your diploma that's the name of it so for example let's say you're getting a bachelor's in biology just ignore the bachelor's part just think of biology they're majoring in biology which means all the courses that they're taking besides the you know basic levels of chemistry and biology then they specialize in more new niches of biology classes so that's what a major is and you know you're in the right major when it doesn't feel like you're dragging yourself to class not for the reasons that like oh my gosh this subject's so stupid or why are we learning this this isn't relevant where you know i feel like if you're getting up and you're begrudgingly going is because you're tired. But in general, you should know that you're, you know you're on the right path when overall the material, even though it might be hard because what isn't hard, everything takes work. You enjoy it. It is interesting. And if it's not interesting, that's how you know you're not on the right track. And if you don't know what you want to do, you need to start thinking about the interest you do have. What do you want? What do you like to do? And can you see yourself making money off of it? Have you ever heard that song? I can't remember who it was by. But it was... um, It was like... If we can pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars. I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Wish right now. It was that song. And the rapper, in his part, he's mentioning how... He wished that he didn't make singing his career because trying to make a living off of something that you love can sometimes turn that love you have for it into bitterness because you loved it because you chose it. You took the time to pursue it. But then when it starts to become, you have to start making money off it to live, to survive, it sucks out the fun. And you're left kind of empty. So I guess, again, is pick something that you know if it comes down to the line and there's pressure to be making money, whether it's in a hard economy or because it's a lower paying job, etc. Make sure you know this is really what you want to do. And if you don't want to turn your hobby into a career, think of something that you do think is interesting. And I guarantee you... 
that you'll find something. But in order to do that, you need to not think of what that major is. You want to think kind of 10, 15 years in the future, not in specific detail, but what exactly would that job look like? For example, like I said, I know I'd like to be a doctor because I can always walk around, which I love to do. I like to stay active. I like to meet new people. You're constantly meeting new people as a doctor, seeing new patients. I like science and I get to, I love the human body and I love the brain. I think it's so interesting. It's so fascinating. We still don't know so much about it. We know more about space and the ocean than we do know about the brain and how it functions and how it works. I mean, it is kind of almost an animal in and of itself. And I think that's fascinating. See, again, when I pick pick what I want to do now, it's... I do that all based on what I want my future to look like. See, once you know what you want it to look like, then you can take those necessary steps to make your future as closely as possible to the one that you want. Now, I'm not one of those people who's like, at age 24, I'm going to be doing this and this and this and this and this. Okay, I have a general idea, okay? Yes, I have a plan. Yes, it's, it, is per, it is close to that um, specific... It's almost as specific as that, but I've learned to loosen up because life happens. And as much as I'd like it to be, you can't control everything. Some things come unexpectedly and you have to to compensate, you have to adjust. So yes, while I do have a plan for myself, I know that it can, it needs to learn to be flexible when the time or if the time comes and it's more likely when. A lot of times in life, it's never if, it's always a win. So when you know what you want your future to look like, then you know how to act. That's how you know what steps to take now. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I hope it does. So knowing what you don't like also is very helpful narrowing down and listing out what are your deal breakers what you would hate to do what you cannot do what you will not compromise on make a list figure out what type of jobs you could do and ones you would never ever do for a million bucks because knowing what you don't do narrows things down a lot because if you just think about what you do like There are so many things, there are so many positive sides to everything that you can get lost in that and then be more confused. But with things that you don't like, those are the things that our brains usually don't look at first. We usually see the positive and then it isn't until later that we see the negative. So if we can find the negative first, it knocks out lots of options that otherwise would have taken a lot more time to figure out if we hadn't had done that first. So that's one step you can take to figuring out. Also do research. Really research what you want to do. Is this something you want to do? Read up on your subject. Read books. Like for me right now, I'm currently reading lots of books on what it's like to be a resident. What is it like to be in medical school? What is it like to be this type of doctor and this type of doctor? What is some advice that doctors can give me? What is advice residents can, medical students? 
I try to surround myself with resources in that way to expose myself to as much, quote unquote, experience and wisdom as I can. Because I really do believe that a smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a wise person learns from others' mistakes because they can avoid those themselves, avoid the pain and the lesson, learn the hard way, and instead take it from someone who has gone through that. Let them be of service to you. Use their experiences that got them their hard lessons and just learn that lesson for yourself without having to go through the same thing as them to gain that knowledge. So research, see exactly what you want to do. And if this is something you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life, because you can make money, okay? You can make money in anything you want. Being a doctor doesn't necessarily, yeah, okay, it's reason to get money. Yeah, prestige, it's a title, whatever. But at the end of the day, no one cares if you're a surgeon. No one cares. <laughs> like, when you go out in public, that's not something you just say. First of all, you'd sound like a pompous asshole. And second of all, it's just like, okay, cool, whatever. And the money, you can make lots of money in plenty of other places. So that needs to not be that full intention going into your field. Whatever you want to do, make sure it is something you enjoy. Because just like that song that I was singing earlier, once that guy, once they started trying to make money off of being a rapper, off of making music, they started realizing how hard it was to keep going. A part of what he was saying of his lyrics was yeah yeah somebody taking back to the days before this was a job before I got paid before it ever mattered what I had in my bank yeah back when I was trying to get a tip at Subway back then I was rapping for the hell of it but nowadays we're rapping to stay relevant I'm guessing that if we can make some wishes out of airplanes Maybe, oh, maybe I'll go back to the days before the politics that we call the rap game. And back when ain't nobody listened to a mixtape. And back when, when I tried to cover up my slang. But this is for Decatur. What's up, Bobby Ray? So can I get a wish to end the politics and get back to the music that started this shit? So here I stand. And then again, I say, I hope we can make some wishes out of airplanes. This entire paragraph has exactly to do with what I'm saying. You want it to be something you enjoy, but it also needs to be something you know you could do and be okay having that pressure of it maybe coming down to not, it not being fun anymore. And I think that's why even when I'm lost, even when I'm unsure of my ability to be smart, to make it to where I want to go. I know I can do this. And I know I'll love the job when I get there. Because I can see it in my head. I can envision it. I can see myself in the hospital. I can see myself in the OR. I can see myself talking to patients. Being kind. Caring for them. I can see myself even with all the good and the bad and ugly. Because all of it is what makes the journey. The journey isn't worthwhile if it's all good. 
there's going to be some bumpy roads. There's going to be some crying. There's going to be some struggle. So if you're like me, who can get sometimes discouraged by a bad grade or feels knocked down when they're not doing good in a class, remember this. If you know you're on the right path, then nothing else matters. You'll get there eventually. You'll get there in time. Be patient with yourself. And I know I'm still working on this for sure. I mean, it is a saying as old as time itself that youth is wasted on the young because we are impatient because we don't have a lot of experience to realize that things can work out. It's not our fault that we're impatient. It's just because we don't have enough experience like people who are older. Things to look back on. Stories to look back on. That they know big picture wise how it ended up playing out. But when you're younger and you're going through it for the first time. Or you're going through it with not a lot of previous life experience. It's very easy to think, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. Like when we all went through our first heartbreak or whenever, when you ever go through any firsts like that's negative, it is definitely very easy to think, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. I'm never going to get through this. (laughs) And then, you know, two years later or whenever you see how unnecessary it was to stress that hard. It's all about hindsight. And again, we don't get that until we are, we're, we're past it. We're through that storm. Because when you're in that storm, you don't see the light. All you see is the darkness and the rain and the wind and the cold. You don't see what is there and what is going to be there. You don't realize it. And one of the things I've also noticed is that my biggest growth happens in my darkest times. I am growing the most when I am uncomfortable, when I am frustrated, when I am sad, when I am mad at the world, when I am upset, or if I'm angry. I grow the most. You don't grow when you're happy. You don't grow when you're satisfied. You don't grow when everything is right. When things go wrong, that is what is being tested. Your character, your strength, your resolve, your resiliency, your confidence in yourself, that things will be okay, that you do have what it takes to get through it. And I've also noticed, well, I am also religious, but it doesn't matter. This is a very universal thing that I think everyone can learn is that you know that you're at a metamorphosis, that you're at the brink of something great right when the shit hits the fan. Because somehow life throws curveballs at us that in the moment we think we can't do. We can't make the shot and we can't hit it. But somehow life has a way of throwing just the right amount of difficulty of a ball at us. That we do hit it out of the ballpark. Because I know that God knows somehow... He knows exactly what we can handle and what exactly we can do. And the hardest parts of our lives is when we're so close to something, something better than we could have ever imagined. 
it's hard to think of that in the moment when you're in the middle of that storm. If you get past it, if you can keep up with that resolve, keep being positive, knowing that the light will come, that it will be better, that things do change, you will be okay. You will have a lot more peace of mind. And then remember also, bring yourself back to the purpose. Why are you going through these hard classes? Why do you continue to torture yourself with two hours of sleep? Three, four, five hours of sleep. Why we continue to get baggy eyes, dark circles, lack of hunger, no food, forget to eat, countless hours of studying. Remind yourself why you do it. And if that reminder doesn't inspire you to do better, then yeah, you're in the wrong path, my friend. Figure it out. Go back to what I just said. Do the research. Figure out what it is you want to do. Because even though we do have time on our side as the youth, time is precious. Once it's spent, you can't take it back. Yeah, sure, we could all go out partying. I could go drinking and go out to the bars with a fake ID and everything. But that, okay, aside from the fact that that is not my cup of tea... (laughs) well because you know alcohol (laughs) but i know what's important to me and i can see where i want to go if you think about it let's put it into perspective four years is very little compared to the rest of our lives so are you really gonna throw it all away waste this precious 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 very formative years of our lives that is ultimately springboarding us and preparing us and determining what our life looks like you're gonna mess all that up and just be distracted with what it is to be a college student because for most people after undergrad you go into the workforce or you go to grad school but it doesn't matter you go into the workforce a lot sooner than a pre anything track student so you need to start realizing that it doesn't mean to start being like a stick in the mud it just means start being realistic to your approach in life are you making the right steps and if you're lacking or if you're slacking and you're not doing as best as you probably can be honest with yourself keep yourself accountable because the amount of work that you put in to me also shows How much you care about yourself. How much work are you willing to invest in yourself? Like I go to the gym every day. Five days of the week and then I do cardio. The other two. I eat well. I try to get at least five hours of sleep every night. I study. I read. I play my piano and my instruments and I sing and I dance. I do all these things for myself. I'm investing all this in self. And if you think about it, what other type of investment out there is better than this? You are important. You are worth a future. You are worth everything, all the goodness that life has in store. You deserve all of it. But you only deserve it if you think you do. And if you do, then that work that would show in how you live, how you act, how what you put out, what you produce, and what you do to get it, that shows how much you care about yourself when you invest in yourself. 
it is, I think, so amazing and so underlooked of how important it is to realize that the good choices that sometimes require, yes, sacrificing the day to go out, instead you study or instead of going to bed early and you know you need to study, you stay up and study for two more hours anyway. Or instead of going to some party, you decide, hey, I need to stay in and study. When normally you would jump at the opportunity. You need, if you are someone that needs to reevaluate your life, be brutally honest with yourself. Because lying to yourself is doing a disservice in the long run. Don't run away from the truth. Face the hard facts. Because that is what's going to help you. Like I said, you don't grow when it's easy. You grow when it's hard. And you make the biggest changes. And I know for myself, I love seeing my progress. I can easily tell you I'm not the same as I was a month ago, six months ago, last year, two years ago. I'm constantly growing. And I hope that is something I could possibly convince you to do as well. Growing and seeing that progress makes me so proud of how far I've come. I love seeing that. Now more than ever as an adult and seeing what that means and how that's going to help me later in life, it's, it's the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. Besides if we, you know, besides an investment like in Apple when it was first starting up or Dell, whatever. The point is this investment is now. This is here. So what you decide to do, how much studying you do, how much effort you put into your classes, how many hours you study, how much sleep you get, do you work out, do you eat right, do you drink less, go out less, start prioritizing things, make a list of things that are important to you, start getting your life in a path that looks and feels like it's for you. And that you're excited for the future where you don't dread leaving undergrad that by the time that comes you'll be ready because for most people somehow life makes it to where when you don't think you're ready eventually you will I think it's so important to continue to look at life that way that time will pass time passes by So you need to be forgiving of yourself for your mistakes. I know I need to do that. I need to not be so hard on myself when it comes to a bad quiz grade or bad test grade. I need to be forgiving. And that I am human and that I should not overstress of something and let it seem like it's the end of my career as a doctor. Because it's not. But your brain likes to make you think that it's logical. But as soon as you put it on words, you realize how stupid it is. Realize that the effort that you take to invest in yourself is the best investment that life could give you. That when you put yourself first before anything, aside from your family, and if you have a religion, know that your career, knowing your career clears up a lot of uncertainty. And I think that also... Knowing what you want to do. Knowing what path you want to be on. Put you at just a peace of mind. Because you know that no matter how hard it is right now. The loops. And the hoops. 
these, you know, all the tricks and obstacles we all have to go through to get to where we want to be. It's all worth it. Know that not only is you need to look at life that you don't want to waste it, look back on it and realize that you could have used it better. It doesn't mean completely focus on school. But that usually is the case for most people, is most people emphasize their social life more than their their school life. For me, it's the opposite. I tend to be the outlier in that situation. I focus more on school than I do my social life. So my own advice for myself would definitely be to try to balance it out and not be so hesitant to meet new people. Or as uninterested that makes sense so but for you i'm guessing just guessing you know because i don't necessarily know you that focusing on school is the best thing you could do for yourself improving in general is perfect and it does so much more than staying stagnant i remember one time someone told me if everything was perfect or if everyone was perfect life would be boring and I thought about that. And he was right. The difference is that we have as people with our thoughts and opinions, how we talk, how we act, how we live life, how we look at life, how we see the world, how we... Everything about our brains works differently. We are all different. And that's such a beautiful thing. I love being unique. I love being special. It, it means a lot to me when someone sees that in me. And I can see it in everyone else. Being unique. Being human. And also knowing that the time that you spend is limited. I think it puts way more meaning into what it means to live your life. Because if we were all mortal, if we are all immortal, and we live forever, I feel like time wouldn't mean as much as it does now. That's why for me, quality time is my biggest love language. I love spending quality, undivided attention type of time with my family, with my friends. Because that is precious. So you want to go through life knowing that. Not just as like you need to focus on studies, but you also want to enjoy life around you while you're still in it. I can't remember what this was from, but it was like, you don't know when the good days were until they passed or something along those lines. And it's so true. We could be living the good days right now and we don't even know it. So let's live life like it is. Like every day is the best day of our lives. <laughs> even though sometimes we can feel like crap and we barely gotten any sleep and we haven't ate in 24 hours, which I've done before. And... Nothing seems to be going your way. Things in your life are complicated. School's kicking your ass. Classes are hard. Studying late is hard. You're becoming more fatigued. Even treat those days like it's the best days of your life. Because I feel like even in college, besides all the tears and the pains that we go through, they are growing pains. And that crying you'll come to realize is your mind and your body and your spirit 
all of it is changing. It is growing. It is it is adapting to what you're facing again, facing something new. We're in the prime of our age, so let's take advantage of it. Let's live life to the fullest. But also remember to look around where you are in your journey right now. Sometimes I think of life as the yellow brick road. And you have the Wizard of Oz, the Emerald City is your destination. But you could tell that Dorothy wasn't in a rush to get there. She met all these new friends. She helped them out. She helped them find the, their heart or their brain. She created friendships. She stopped and she looked around and she appreciated the journey. Because our, if you think about it, a story isn't a story without the journey. A story isn't just the destination We don't go from point A to point B in a story. That's not a story. That's a map. (laughs) That's map directions. But a story shows you the struggles, the highs and the lows, the peaks, and the valleys, the mountains, and the depths, the dark and the light and the happy and the sad and the good and the bad and the ugly. All of that is the journey, and a journey cannot happen unless you're working towards something. And I think that once someone finds something to work towards, your life becomes so much different in terms of how you approach your life. And I love that. So anyways, with that being said, I hope some of this has helped. I hope that I've encouraged someone. I've heard, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And again, I will see you in the next one. Okay, bye.